0: We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, we're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host Simon Fink and welcome to episode 288 uk songstress sophie may joins us on the pod today she's an incredible songwriter whose lyrics are achingly honest and she pairs them with sonics and melodies that are so intimate and close to fragile that you think that they might break now before we get into our conversation with sophie please make sure you subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date on all new episodes If you like, you can also follow us across all of our socials. Details for everything can be found within the show notes of today's episode. Our guest today is Sophie May. The British-Australian singer and songwriter creates extremely poetic and sometimes tongue-in-cheek folk music that seems to be resonating with young fans the world over. Finding herself with time on her hands during the pandemic, she uploaded her music to TikTok and instantly found fans who resonated with her honest candor and songwriting. Billie Eilish was actually one of those early fans commenting on Sophie's track, Loverboy. Last month, Sophie released a brand new EP titled Worst Thoughts in the World, and it's another stunning collection of songs. In today's episode, we're talking to Sophie May about where she began songwriting and the honesty within her lyrics. We discuss working with UK songwriter and previous podcast guest Matt Maltese on this EP, and we chat about her previous run of Aussie tour dates during Grooving the Moo earlier this year, and when we can expect to see her back in Australia. Worst Thoughts in the World is out right now, and we've left links within the show notes where you can stream the EP. We also want to say a massive thank you to Rachel from Here for Good Agency for her help with today's episode. Here is our conversation with Sophie May. Up, human, who knows what he's doing. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Sophie May. Sophie, hello, how are you doing? <laughs>
1: Hello, I'm, I'm really good. I just woke up, so I'm feeling very fresh <laughs> right now, ready to start talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know that it is uh, bright and early in the morning for you, so I very much appreciate it. You are in the UK at the moment. What's it like at the moment In well, now that we're in September
1: I mean, to be honest, I guess like English weather, it always lives up to the cliche. It's kind of the same as it always is. A bit rainy, <laughs> a bit overcast, <laughs> but um, it's good. I just I just came back from holiday. So it's been, I'm like kind of getting thrusted back into that um, kind of grayness <laughs> again. <laughs>
0: Where did you uh, where did you go on holiday?
1: I was I went to Italy. Uh it was re- it was so good and it was very very hot.
0: It was like 40 degrees which
1: for me, you know, is just like inconceivable, you know.
0: A <laughs> melt. It it appears that everyone at the moment is having a bit of a, a European summer, so <laughs> I am um, uh, hats off to you for enjoying the, the the Italian summer.
1: Thank you. Yeah. It was it was amazing. A lot of a lot of kind of Pasta basically. I kind of need a break.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, that is very, very fair. Um, thank you so much for your time today. It's an incredibly exciting time at the moment for both yourself and fans of Sophie May, because there's a brand new EP out. Worst Thoughts in the World. It's out right now. Firstly, congratulations on this EP. It is a beautiful piece of work.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, it feels kind of crazy that it's out right now I feel like especially after the first EP I was a bit like as soon as that was out I was like oh I kind of have to do another one now <laughs> I was like what do I do now <laughs> and so it feels I'm so glad that I was kind of like maybe there's nothing left in me <laughs> and then um, I ended up having quite a lot left in me and then yeah it's so nice to kind of have it in the world now.
0: One thing that I absolutely loved about this um, this EP we were recommended yourself in this EP. We get a lot of um, uh, artists come through. And one thing that I do love, uh, like, and anyone who listens to this podcast is aware of, is that we're very big fans of very honest songwriting, particularly from female singer songwriters. And when they were like, You love Sophie May, they were not incorrect. You are not mincing your words. I absolutely love the songwriting on this EP. It is incredible. Um, what has the reaction been like so far to the EP?
1: It's been really good, which kind of, I feel like, yeah, if you've listened to the EP or some of like the songs on there, they do kind of touch on some pretty, like, I guess, very open thought patterns, you know, like all the kind of stuff that you don't necessarily want to say out loud. And so, or at least I definitely didn't want to. Um, but then when I've like played a show or something and played some of those newer songs, people have like fully just like laughed while I was singing <laughs> at some of the lyrics which like actually has been like an amazing thing for me because a lot of the things that I write about in this EP are all kind of intrusive thoughts or kind of the stuff that makes you feel bad or question if you're good or you know if there's something wrong with you and so to have people kind of like outright laugh at some of the lyrics it was actually quite uh therapeutic almost <laughs> so the reaction <laughs> so far has been like quite cathartic. <laughs>
0: The lyrics on this are absolutely incredible and so I'm glad that they are being well-received by people and they're obviously not just standing there in silence while (laughs) you kind of share these thoughts of of yours. Um, Have you always been such, I want to say like an upfront lyricist, has it always been that your lyrics kind of do have this, I want. uh, what's the word? It's like a juxtaposition of like very gorgeous sentiment but also a sharpness to it.
1: Yeah. I don't know the word. I wish I had, (laughs) I wish I had the word, but uh, I know what you mean. I think, I don't know if that's how I've always been. I think maybe yes. (laughs) I think in a sense of like, Mm -hmm. I find it hard not to kind of say exactly what I'm kind of feeling, if that makes sense. Um, I think often, I'll I, I, like a song will kind of get lost or it won't be as good if I try and be more mysterious. I think when you start thinking too hard while writing songs about like, how do I, how do I word this in a better way or a more mysterious way? It's like, that's when I think you kind of start to lose it a bit and, or just at least I do. And, um, and I think maybe also, I don't think I could have written this EP like last year or like a year ago as well. um, I think like after songwriting quite intensely for like two years, I reckon I've just got better at being able to say what I want to say. So it almost feels like the perfect, it's like that EP kind of could have only have happened kind of now, if that makes sense.
0: 100%. Uh, I would love to know, I guess, your introduction to songwriting. I know you said that it's been like a an evolution of your songwriting and where it's going to in the future, but where was, I guess, that first initial introduction to songwriting?
1: I think, because I, I kind of came from a world, I went to music quite late, um, like started playing guitar at, like, 19, which is kind of late. Um, and But I was always really embarrassingly into slam poetry <laughs> from, like, 15 mm-hmm. uh, like, or, like, 13. I think my brother came home from university one day and was like, oh, we got showed this slam poem, and my little 13-year-old brain, like, exploded. Um, but I think that maybe was my first <laughs> in to, like, lyricism in a way, because I feel like slam poetry has that kind of medium of rhythm and kind of text. So it's like somewhere in between um but I think I I wrote my first really bad song at like 17 on the piano and that was just the beginning of a long time of trying to get better I think and I was definitely not a natural talent at first it just took me ages (laughs) of practicing
0: (laughs) was there any attempt at slam poetry is there maybe a notebook somewhere hidden with certain songs
1: there's so many, yeah. and they used to be YouTube videos, <laughs> but I've like privatized, I like made them all private because I was like, I can't, I can't do this and be taken seriously if those exist, <laughs> <laughs> so they're hidden.
0: <laughs> that, that's very fair, but I imagine in in defense of slam poetry, um, I imagine that there's an element of the art of that where I feel like sometimes like classical traditional songwriting has you feeling like you, there are certain um, cadences or. Um, chord progressions that you have to hit and certain rhymes that you might have to have and I feel like slam poetry helps break down any form of traditional, in air quotes um, kind of songwriting that gives you a bit more freedom in that sense
1: Yeah, that's true, I think like when I first started going into sessions as well I had like zero like form or like when I started writing with other people, basically like I had no structure (laughs) and no real idea of like how to put a song together. And I, but I do think from coming from slam poetry, there was a lot of vocabulary and I think a lot, it taught me a lot about kind of, I guess, how to say something really truthful, but maybe not in the most obvious way or like just it kind of keeps your brain active and and I still love my slam poetry roots even if I am a bit embarrassed but um yeah it definitely taught me a lot
0: no firstly nothing to be embarrassed about and I love that I think it's um I think it's a very cool way to kind of come into music a lot of people find their own way through different avenues and I love that slam poetry was obviously what allowed you to get where you are today and especially with this EP um I was wondering if you might allow me to be a little bit self-indulgent and ask about my favorite track on the EP Mm-hmm. Sure. I was um I was especially taken with "Killing You in My Sleep," just such vivid imagery <laughs> for this song. Absolutely loved it. I was wondering if you would just share, I guess, the inspiration or how you came to to building this song and writing some of the lyrics for this song.
1: Yeah, I mean that one. It came really easily, I think, because I, I don't know. I think there's something. <laughs> which maybe everyone at some point has that panic of, oh my God, like, I love this person a lot. It would really suck if they died. And I think there's that element and then mixed in with, you know, intrusive thoughts or things that you're not allowed to think and worrying that you might... You might um, think something into fruition, which is like quite a, I guess, intrusive thought um, mind mindset, which isn't uh, isn't helpful. But I started basically panicking about all the ways this person that I loved would die, and I and by doing so, I ended up having lots of really vivid dreams that matched it. And I was just like, oh my god, like I'm worried. Then if he does die, then it's like I've almost wished it <laughs> which like doesn't make mm-hmm. sense but um <laughs> you have to bear with me uh but then i kind of one day went into this into this session and i was like i feel like i just need to even if it's super graphic i'll just put it down first and then we can just edit it but then i ended up just like not editing it and keeping it super graphic <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think that's where the power lies in that song though is the the sh- like The sheer, like bold imagery that it kind of builds and and presents is is something that I think works to the song's strength. It's a a gorgeous track. Um, I know that you also worked with uh, the lovely Mr. Matt Maltese uh, for this EP, who we've previously had on this podcast. Um, How did that collaboration come about? I think that was for the title track of the EP.
1: Yeah, it was with Worst Thoughts in the World. Um, I yeah, I worked with Matt the first time like last year and we just like clicked really well when it came to writing together and so i had been kind of we were going to have a day of writing together and i'd started this track worst thoughts in the world but i kind of didn't i didn't really have it in me yet to almost be as raw as as i was in the chorus or like joking about like kissing my brother and stuff like <laughs> i didn't quite have that yet and um but matt when i went into it was just like laughing at a lot of the things that had actually like brought me so much turmoil (laughs) but he was just saying like oh you should just like put it all in there (laughs) and so that he kind of like encouraged me in that way so it's always so easy writing with matt but yeah he's great
0: i love that are you um do you enjoy collaboration with other songwriters
1: I do I think it's been a really big learning curve as well because I haven't done sometimes you know musicians when they're coming up they might get thrusted into lots and lots of new sessions writing with lots of different people but I think I've kind of done a nice amount in a sense of kind of working with a few hand-picked people that have taught me really good things about songwriting and how to kind of structure songs and so now I think I've kind of got it down to just like a few special people that now I write with and and then kind of do the rest on my own which is nice as well kind of as you learn being able to kind of grow in your own space as well so yeah it's
0: great 100% is there um is there anyone that you'd like to collaborate with I know that before we said talking about manifesting, dreams into reality is there anyone that you would like to manifest into a I guess working with or collaborating with Mm, that is such a good question
1: I feel like it's almost like who I'd want to collaborate with maybe wouldn't even be a good it wouldn't even probably be a good song together but it's just because I want to meet them (laughs) it's like I love I'm obsessed with Faye Webster but I don't know like if actually if we collaborated if it would be that good (laughs) I feel like they're so like Faye is just in her own world as well I'd be like let me on please (laughs) but um (laughs) I don't know. I think I'm I'm obsessed with her and I'm obsessed with um, Wise Blood as well.
0: Oh, yeah. There's, I can see that um, Wise Blood and yourself kind of gelling in some capacity mm. in terms of songwriting and finding something that would work.
1: Yeah. We'll make it work. We'll make it work, yeah.
0: <laughs> A lot of times on this podcast we've had certain artists where we've, we've put it out into the universe. Sometimes it has worked, sometimes it hasn't. So we'll wait and see <laughs> if this has any impact. <laughs> Um, And hopefully 12 (laughs) months down the track we've got you on because of a duet with Wiseblood.
1: Amazing, yeah, manifesting.
0: (laughs) Manifesting. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Were you surprised at, uh, for I think some people who might not be aware, um, how your music came up on on TikTok during the pandemic um, and that uh, there was quite a, a lot of love for you even before a certain somebody commented on the video but that um, the lovely Billie Eilish left a comment on your video, which also then brought a lot of attention to you. Firstly, were you surprised that 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 first batch of songs was kind of connecting with that size of an audience and with artists like Billie?
1: Yeah, I think I think I was also because I was like nothing to do in lockdown. It was getting all of my attention, and I think I was putting a lot a lot of effort into. Into making these videos and kind of writing these songs because it was really fun as well. Um, but I almost think when the first video did well, I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Like <laughs> that's I'm not like because before that, I'd like I mean only my mum and dad had said I was kind of good. So like who knows what if I was? And so I feel like it was like my first moment of like encouragement almost. And mm-hmm. so I think I was I was so. I was so happy that it was working that I didn't even think too hard about like, do I deserve this or like any of that? I feel like I was just like, oh my God, okay, good. I can do this. I don't maybe like, let's see if I don't have to go back to my old job. (laughs) And so I was just, yeah, I was kind of just really excited.
0: 100%. I can imagine that there is, I've never even thought of it in that sense of like the, um, what is it? I think sometimes blindly posting on TikTok, thinking, oh, maybe this is good and maybe it's not. And even if it hasn't gone well, it might be, yeah, but now might have broken my brain a little bit. I might now rethink how I post on TikTok. The live show, the live aspect of this EP, um, I want to touch on in a second actually, I know that you previously were with us in Australia earlier in the year for Grooving the Moo. How were those shows and um, I guess what was it like touring around the country?
1: Oh, it was amazing. I've, like, I've been saying it's like, it was one of like the best trips of my life, I think. I just like, coming, being able to come to Australia with like a job almost felt amazing because you know, my mum, my mum's Australian and my brother lives there and i got so much family over there. So it kind of, you know, whenever you go visit somewhere that maybe you don't have loads of things to do, you always feel a bit like, not quite a part of it, but coming there with the festival, I was like, yes, I belong here. And all I found <laughs> was, like, just, like, everybody welcome, welcoming me with, like, open arms. The festival was amazing. Everyone that I worked with was so... Like great and hospitable like it was just such a fun experience and the crowds felt really engaged and like the headline shows that I did were just like mental I just like hadn't done shows like that before Australia really like brought the kind of (laughs) intensity (laughs) and yeah the crowd was the crowds were just so good that it was like impossible not to love it almost
0: were you surprised by that crowd reaction in Australia I guess coming to a different country and seeing that
1: I think I was in a sense of like, I couldn't believe that actually people have been listening over there. Mm. (laughs) And like, I think also, I think also, because I live in London, I think London crowds, I love London, no shade, but I do think a lot of people come through London and like watch, you see so many different artists all the time. And, but I do think being able to be kind of a new artist coming to Australia from somewhere else feels quite rare and special and um, being able to come and I feel like the crowd kind of reflects that as well. I think people seem super thankful that you were there and just really excited to see someone new come all the way from England, I guess. Um, And also there's just the cliche of Australian people just being really nice. (laughs) And (laughs) I think that just was true.
0: (laughs) Firstly, I'm glad that that... um was the experience that you had, (laughs) but also that um, there is something to be said. I think we do have a very enthusiastic audience mentality only because we realise and recognise how far away we are from everyone. So when we do have people come and tour after travelling for 19, 20-something hours, um, we're very appreciative. We're just happy that they're there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it had that energy. It was great.
0: That's awesome to hear. Um, Is there... Look, I might just be, again, trying to manifest myself now. Is there any chance that we might see you back in Australia in support of the EP?
1: I hope so. (laughs) That is what I would want um, a lot. Uh, I'm hoping that, like, maybe we'll see some, some, probably early next year if something was going to happen or, like, into your guys' summer. But who knows as well? I mean, I need to be able to kind of just like force my way onto lineups basically. And yeah, so we'll see, we'll see what happens.
0: Just just come down and we'll find some lineups and we'll just kind of, whoever else is there, we'll, we'll, give, we'll push them aside.
1: We'll just pencil my name in without anyone yeah. noticing.
0: <laughs> um, so Sophie, we would usually ask our guests um, what they're currently listening to, but in my research for today, I did find that sometimes I think there's a, there's a little bit of press that going on that you're like, sometimes I'm not listening to to anything or that <laughs> you're not constantly listening to music. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to give you the opportunity to – it would usually be what you're currently listening to, but if you're reading something that you'd like to recommend, happy to throw that out there as well or a movie, TV show, whatever you'd like to kind of throw out there that you're enjoying. That is
1: really funny. <laughs> yeah I know I think maybe I was being too honest before I was like people are gonna think I'm like I don't know like pretentious or something be like I don't really listen to music but it's more just like you know when you do so much of something you end up being like I just need like a break (laughs) um so then I usually end up like I'll listen to I listen to a lot of podcasts and actually recently I listened to a really good one um it was under the um it was under the, the name, like, ologies, I think. It was, like, a longer... And then they kind of talk about all the different, like, you know, like, cosmology or, like, biology, all those different things. And I listened to this okay. amazing one on uh, dark matter, and it blew my brain. I literally, like... I, I listened to it, and I was like, oh, my God, like, everything's fine because I mean nothing. Um, and so... <laughs> yeah it's great if anybody wants to kind of if somebody's stressed, I feel like it kind of makes you feel like, well, what am I even stressing about like anyway yeah so that that I highly recommend, and I love it
0: that's incredible I'm going to um once you and I wrap up our conversation, I'm going to go and try and find that because that sounds absolutely um fascinating, so thank you for that recommendation
1: <laughs> Not at all. <laughs>
0: um sophie thank you very much for coming onto the podcast congratulations on worst thoughts in the world it is the brand new ep from yourself it's out now uh links will be in the episode show notes of this podcast where people can um stream it buy it and find tour dates wherever they may be around the world but um yeah thank you again for your time
1: uh thank you so much for having me it's been really fun